What is up, everybody? Uh, this is another episode of Two Hip Hop Senseis and a Casual. I'm your host, Brandon, aka B Ladon. Also, shout out to my guy Christian for coming up for that nickname because after he told me, I can't take credit for it. I love it. So, oh boy. I'm Drew, A Day the Name, and I got more range than Dame. Oh, damn. <laughs> I was going to say something about Dame. Fuck. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Nah. nah, you about to get exposed. Let me tell y'all, before Gerard goes, he was over there in deep ass thought. Oh, really freestyling and trying to come Boy. up with a nickname. I hate Drew because the same thing I was about to say, Drew said it. Like, so no, that's a cop out. That's a cop out. How are you going to talk about Thunder oh. with Dane? Oh, man. Oh, man. Shit. <laughs> well, well, go ahead. Introduce yourself. Dry, <laughs> AKA the podcast games, Marcus Graham. You know what I'm saying? So, fuck, that was a good one, Drew. I'm going to let you go next. I'm going to let you go second next time. Shit. <laughs> Man, oh man! I definitely gonna have to Google that name that Gerard used because I don't know who that is. And I'm from Boomerang, the movie Boomerang. Uh, okay, okay, yes, sir. But yeah, man, stop what y'all doing if you haven't subscribed to the podcast. Um, also, apparently, downloading the podcast is really important for us. So if you could take the time download episodes, we'd appreciate it. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Also, all of our links, one place, link tree. Shout out to Draw for the great idea. Be sure to leave us reviews, man. You know, shout us out. If you really fucking with the podcast, man, send it to some friends and see what they think. I, I would love that. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at two hip hop senseis, period A, period casual. I'm still waiting on that listener, man, that just stumbled upon our show. Just let just let me know, man. I know it's coming. I can feel it. I, I was waiting for one of the ones from like Paris or Australia to hit you up or something, bro. I, <laughs> I know that day is coming when it happens. It's really gonna make my entire week, dog. So, man, we're also know. still waiting on that celebrity feature. Hey, mm. facts, facts. Hey. It's coming though. It's coming. It's coming. Um, but yeah, I, I got a few shout outs, man. So, Ty Two, who I've mentioned in part episodes, just. Loyal listener, listening to us constantly. Um, him, it, he was one of the people actually to tag me in a Spotify. I think it was most listened to. And I apologize if I got the verbiage wrong, but yeah, man, we popped up with some other artists that he listens to the most on Spotify. So I just had to say I appreciate my man. Um, also, um, wanted to shout out Bianca. Um, Bianca, one of my coworkers. Um. Also did the Spotify uh, most listened to, um, so I appreciate her. Um, so, you know, just, again, everybody listening to us, you know, being loyal. I can't say how much I appreciate you guys. And also, Bianca has a, a great company I want to plug, um, Plant Economy Co. Um, encourages, you know, black people to, you know, invest in, in plants and, you know, uh, products for plant people. So, you know, I, I'm... It's amazing to see your, your friends grow businesses, you know, continue to grow. So shout out to her and Plant Economy Company. Um, check them out on Instagram, social media. They're they're really dope. That's what's up. So yeah, man, did y'all have any shout outs before we uh before we get into some little different? Not. Absolutely no, okay, okay. So <laughs> okay, you know, no, no, no big deal. But you know, we look forward to future shout outs, man, new listeners that we can shout out. So Again, you don't get a shout out unless you listen to the damn show. So you know it's gonna. You know who coming. we should shout out? Be real talk is Johnny from basketball. 
We can shout out Johnny. Shout out Johnny for for promoting us. Whoa, whoa, time out. B was reluctant. B was reluctant. Yeah, I was reluctant because I don't I don't know one hundred percent if he listened to us yet. I know he's mentioned us, but I I don't yeah. I don't know if I have that confirmation yet. But you know, Johnny my Johnny my man, so I'm always shout him out. I'm just talking shit. I don't have no <laughs> shout outs at all. So, speaking of today, I hoop today for the first time in almost a year. Ooh. Gerard, as you can see, I have my old washed yeah. big fella. I <laughs> Look like you at a press conference. <laughs> I feel like I'm at a press conference because it's hard. It's a Miami Dolphins towel. It is a more Miami okay. Dolphins towel. I know but where it was. I didn't. I didn't cut the hair down low, and like I was saying before we started recording, man, you get to sweating. You ain't got no hair up there for real, so you know the sweat everywhere. <laughs> It ain't no cardio that you can do to prepare you for basketball. So that first run when you ain't been hooped in a long time is rough. Oh, I know. And I'm feeling it. I'm sore as hell already. So I'm a little scared about tomorrow because when I wake up, I already know. You know, I feel you. (laughs) Outside of being great at podcasting, you know, I also work at the Boys and Girls Club and I'll be hooping with them little kids. You know, I just be having to show them that you know ain't shit sweet out here. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You can get a bucket too. You know, so you got to come ball with us sometime. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah, I get to tell you my shooter.com, great white hope, you know. <laughs> <laughs> More range than name. My, the, my favorite videos is when you see, like, an adult just not taking it easy on kids whatsoever, uh, blocking shots, dunking if possible. I love all of that. Because kids That's are cool. disrespectful. I, you, I literally had a little boy yesterday. He, like, 15. He scored a bucket. He was like, hey, you old, but you a little boy. And I'm like, whoa, time out. (laughs) You start taking your belt off when something like that happened. I gave this nigga buckets the whole game. I'm like, no, see, that's what we're not going to do. Dream shaking his ass down low. See, they they don't have no respect. Where to show him, though? You got to give him some humble pie. Because he needed it for sure. So I have a couple did you knows, a.k.a. fun facts for y'all. Curious to know whether or not y'all knew this before I brought them up, but if y'all ready for them, I got you know a couple I want to see if see if y'all cool, cool. The first one, mystical. So everybody obviously remembers his feature on Move Bitch, which might be his most known lyrics, possibly. Mm -hmm. But did y'all know that he actually had that beat first? No. No. Finally got y'all on one. So I was That's a good one. Yeah, who had it? Listening to a Vlad TV interview, which you know, depending on if you rock with Vlad or not, but he actually has some dope information in his interview. So whether or not you like him or not, I always grab something from him. But Mystical said, although he was featured on that song after doing it, the producer of the song actually told him that he had that beat on his desk. Mystical said he didn't remember, you know, coming across it or seeing it, but. The word to the producer, he gave it to Mystical first. Hmm. It got by him, but he ended up being on the track for that feature. But, yeah, that was actually supposed to be, I guess, for him. Damn. Um, it still worked out in his favor, though. So It I mean, did, yeah. but, but, man, I was I was definitely shocked to hear that. Um, Let's, uh, let me back up real quick. Just a little fun fact about that song. I love how radio stations always cut out the third I-20 verse. It's always oh, yeah. ludicrous, mystical, and it's over. Yeah, like he actually had a dope verse in that track. He did. He had a good verse. <laughs> I actually didn't know. You know, on radio, 
I think I, you know on radio they can't they can't go beyond I think it's three minutes and thirty seconds and right. I think the song was too long so that makes sense you get cut I twenty shout out to <laughs> I twenty <laughs> I just didn't know that so thank you for that Drew uh, the second one I have also found out this week that Alicia Keys Unthinkable AKA I'm Ready was written by Drake about Nicki Minaj yeah I knew that I didn't know that yes I didn't know that. I didn't know that until like what two weeks ago. I for whatever reason hearing that song so many times and knowing and being familiar with Drake, Nicki Minaj had no clue until this week. So, so that Drake actually me, wrote I, something. I, that, that makes me laugh at Drake more because, bro. <laughs> you know what, Paul? First off, pause, Gerard. Boom, Drew, boom. You couldn't you couldn't help yourself but to sneak Drake again. You just can't help yourself. I, was, <laughs> I didn't want to, but man, I was just you thinking real quick. He wrote something. You wrote oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. That's a funny one. The disrespect is just oh man. He gotta drop the album. Cause, cause yeah, he has to be. Oh, you know what's funny? Uh on last week's podcast, you were like, or maybe it was after we were talking, you're like, I want to wait to do the Mount Rushmore episode before Drake drops. Like we could wait two years before that be. It, it, it's damn near looking like it, dog. He so. meant to do the episode. He meant to take what he has now before. Mm-hmm. We just might, man. But yeah, those were two uh did you know aka fun facts, but I always wanted to. I'll take fifty percent. There you go. Um, also, shout out to Rick Ross, man. He secured a multi-year residency at Dre's nightclub in Vegas. Mm. Big time. I, I don't think I've actually That's ever cool. heard of a rapper doing such a thing. Um oh, the ones that come to mind is like J Lo, Britney yeah. Spears, no, Cher. His yeah. rappers that do it. Um like, but they are older, so they're like uh, legacy acts. So, like, Salt and Pepper had a residency. Um, I believe LL Cool J had a residency. Um, but it's not none that's like current in their prime. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of what I was alluding to. But yeah, I actually didn't know about the LL or Salt and Pepper. But yeah, hmm. that's definitely big time, man. Um, game changer in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, he doesn't have yeah, to worry about good. anything. Exactly. And he always knows to secure the bag, whether it's, you know, the wing stops, the restaurants, you're going to get that money. Through backdoor deals in prison or something, you know. Jesus. <laughs> what? He was on fire. <laughs> did he work at a correction facility? He did. He did. Hey, you yeah. don't know what kind of shady shit he was dude, doing in there. Dude, stop being disrespectful. He knew the real Noriega, okay? Bro, I'm on fire right now, Drew. And he owes him a hundred favors, okay? so <laughs> He knew the right. real Ricky Ross. Right. <laughs> and a real Rick Ross apparently don't really rock with this Rick Ross. He said basically he stole a Stilo, but hey, you know, that's for another day. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, what have y'all fellas listened to this week? Go ahead. I've been listening to a lot. So obviously the new albums that came out, the Lil Durk and um, Lil Baby album, I listened to that. I love it. Um, new Lloyd Banks. Um, we didn't get to talk about it, but I listened to the DMX album. And I listened to um, 42 Doug's Freedom Boys album. Did you check out Peter Rosenberg too? No, I did not. I have it here. Like, I have it on the thing, but I didn't get a chance to listen to it yet. So, you know, it's funny. It's called Real Late. And yeah. I listened to it as I was driving home at two in the morning last night. It's a nice vibe for Real Late. On brand. It's, an, it's, <laughs> a, it's, a, it's a heavy, heavy lyrical album, which yeah. I expected. But uh, a lot of Wu Tang on there, which is dope. Uh, they have a they have a track with uh like the second generation of Wu Tang kids and wow. I think you'd really like it. Yeah, I yeah. heard it was dope. Like I it heard like, everybody that was listening to albums like um when I was on Twitter and stuff like that, they was mentioning um Rosenberg's album. So man, he's got some pull for the artists he got on there. Yeah. But, so yeah. 
I want to take a step back. Gerard, you mentioned uh, the voice of the hero. So if you guys are cool with it, I actually would kind of like to go through that album a little bit because yeah, you know, listen to it too. So um, Gerard, I'll let you start because you mentioned listening to it. So, so I, like uh, initially, I, I didn't hear Dirk and um, Baby together until that Khaled album. So I wasn't sure like how the chemistry was going to go. But from what I listened to, like I really like them together. I like like how they bounce off each other. Um, I really enjoy like when Baby and Dirk are rapping. Like I like I like when Dirk is rapping when he gets into his drill. So like stuff like Twenty Forty and um, Who I Want and what's the last one? Um, that's facts. Like mm-hmm. when they when he get into his drill stuff. Even the song with Meek Mill, I like that one too. Still running. Um, like the the stuff when Dirk is, Dirk is in his drill stuff, I really like that stuff. But I really like their chemistry together, and this just um solidifies that Lil Baby is the best rapper out right now because every verse he had on this album was top notch. Like he was he was like, yeah, baby. He just carried that energy from that Khaled album, man. Yeah, baby. And, uh, uh, as you guys know, I'm starting to become a fan more and more, and this solidified it for me. I'm yeah. I'm a fan now. Yeah. I'm a fan. Uh, what I loved about this album is I'm actually now a bigger Lil Durk fan than I am Lil Baby. He actually surprised the hell out of me. Same, wow. same. And he same. uh he he brought his A game on this yeah. project. And I really like, especially with Dirk. So the last song is called Bruised Up, right? Yep. And we know that Dirk is going through like the um he's like going on trial and stuff for uh, attempted murder or whatever. I like that he talked about that a little bit on the song, you know, like about yeah. setting him up and how he's innocent and stuff like that. So I really enjoyed the vulnerability he showed on that. Like, so I really baby had a line too. He uh, it was a quick line. He said, "I hope Dirk gets acquitted." Yeah, yeah, it was nice. It was a nice yeah. little throw in there. Um. I want to tell you something personally, Gerard. This album surprisingly was better in a headphone than it was in my car. Listen, I agree. To it. Isn't that crazy? Yes, I like, agree. I was, I was vibing it in my headphone. I was gonna say that to you because we always do the car test and the headphone yep. test. And when I listened to it in the car, I was like, okay. But it then was when distorted. I had, right when I listened to it, I had to cut the grass yesterday, <laughs> and while I was cutting my grass, I had the headphones on. It was yep. a much better listen. So, bro, like, you hear everything in a headphone. Everything, it's yeah. Crazy. But yeah, I'm uh I'm very impressed with this album and I'm excited to see both of their like next solo projects, see what they do. For sure. So this is a, this is a step up for Lil Baby in the mumble rap community. <laughs> so I feel like I'm gonna be a slight downer, but I'll go into my thoughts. But essentially I, I like the album. I thought it was okay though. It wasn't bad, obviously, but it's not perfect for sure. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't one that I think I'll continue to listen to after like the two times that I've went to, through it already. Um, I like the intro. Like I said, I think an intro is huge for you know setting the tone for the project. Like I mentioned before, um, had a good setup for the album. I enjoyed Twenty Forty, Still Running, Lion, and Make It Out. Mm-hmm. I enjoy non auto tune Dirt way more though. Yeah. Like Gerard, yeah. you mentioned the the drill rap and like. Um, with both of them being on songs and both of them doing the auto tune for probably most of the album and especially baby, I think it's just really tough to listen to that for 18 tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would say that's a slight challenge, but again, like I, I didn't hate it by any means. I liked it, you know, for the most part, but if I was to change anything, it would probably be more features with artists that have like a completely different sound, mm-hmm. like their features. They had Travis Scott, Rod wave, young thug, yeah, like Travis Scott and Young Thug kind of sound very That's similar to them with the yeah. auto tune. So it's just mm-hmm. 
Like if you had a, a legit singer or like a rapper that doesn't have an auto-tune based voice, I think that would have did a lot. Um, like the way that Dirk rapped online, if he did that for a majority of the songs and then yeah. had Lil Brave Baby bring on the, you know, yeah. the auto-tune, I mm-hmm. think that would have worked out so much better. Much but, better, yeah. I mean, and I was going to say too, like what, uh, to your point, it's about four tracks too long. If they cut out four tracks, I'm not sure exact which ones I'd want out yet. I need a few more listens. It'd be a damn good album, you know? Yeah. yeah. I will say, too long. I will say, Gerard, you mentioned uh, the vulnerability. I was actually going to mention that. I enjoyed hearing them talk about like some real shit. Yeah. Like being the one to make it out, having to move different when you, the one in your group that has a spotlight on you, not being able to post stuff on social media. Right. You know, that you may want to because, you know, every all eyes are on you um, dealing with loss when you grow up in a tough environment, like, you know, have going through these things. You missing the you mentioned the cases like yeah. it's just it's nice to hear about stuff other than, you know, oh, I'm gonna fuck your girl yeah, or right. oh, I get money. Like talk about real stuff that, you know, I had that, though, when it was nice. It was a nice balance of content. Yeah, right. like I, I, I did appreciate that. So I don't want to come off as like a downer talking like, oh, you didn't like like I liked it. I just don't think I'll continue to listen to it. And I feel like if they were to switch up the things I mentioned, I would enjoy it way more. But overall, like yeah. you said, I'm more so now wondering how would I have liked this if it was just a little baby or if it was a little dirt. So this kind of goes back to when we talked about joint albums. Like I, I liked, you know, hearing them drop new music, but it's more so like if we did one or the other, who knows how I'd have felt about it. How right. did you listen to it for the first time? Did you like headphone, car, speaker? Uh, I just listened to it straight out of my phone the first time. And then I listened to it not in full, but driving to certain places, running errands in my truck. Um, and then I came home. I I found the best way for me to listen to music lately. I have a sound bar. Um, yeah. And the sound bar just is, I don't know, if, if you're able to like play a video game and turn the game audio off and just listen to an album, yeah. dude, it's a game changer. So. Yeah. Those are the ways I listen to it. I actually didn't listen to it, though, with actual headphones in. So, like, probably listening to it in a gym, like, one day in, in, in the future, yeah. I'll be able to comment on what you guys said. It's yeah. crazy how much you can pick up listening to headphones, though. Like, the car the car listen I heard, I couldn't really hear the lyrics that well. Right. Uh, the headphone listen, man, you really you really can hear them spit and, like, enunciate. Uh, exactly. I was That's what I was about to say. Like. Yeah. That made me the headphone listen made me really pay attention to little baby. Right, his punchlines are crazy. Like, <laughs> he's not. Like, uh, he's he's stepping up, man. He's he's man, he's gonna be. Like, he's yeah. the future right now. I will say that. It's tapping at Lloyd Banks a little bit. Speaking of punchlines, come on, man. Come Gerard, on, man. Let me tell you, this is the <laughs> album I've always wanted from him. Yes, and 100%. I know. Listen, this dude hands down is like one of the best lyricists ever. Ever yes. to rap, yeah. and I I can't speak highly enough of this album. I'm so happy with this album. Like you don't <laughs> understand. Like that. Like like you said, this is the album I always wanted from Banks. Like yeah. and hearing him like, especially like get nerdy with it, the engineering and how his mm-hmm. voice sounds like clear, and you can hear every word and every punchline that he trying to drop, and it don't sound like you know how the old G unit days where it was like sound his voice would sound real low, yeah. Like, <laughs> Like yeah, like, and, right, right. <laughs> and, and one thing I appreciate also is Banks rapping with other lyrical rappers, like very lyrical rappers, because empathy with him and Freddie Gibbs, fire. Uh, I was gonna text you personally before this, so we didn't spoil anything. I really want a joint album of him and Styles P. Man, yes, 
Yes, that, him and Styles P. Yes, fire. No, and Styles, I'm even like, and I'm even like and everybody knows it. Yes, and I'm even like the on track with him and Ransom. I was surprised with how how good Ransom was rapping on there. Yeah. Just had to clean him up with the third verse though so <laughs> uh i was gonna tell you too uh the uh, the track with benny yeah all i wanted all i wanted on that track just throw in a little conway feature yeah i wish you would have had um, that track that conway on there yeah that's a what if if uh ryan griffin's listening right now yeah and i bit. um i really liked uh pain pressure and paranoia that was favorite favorite track on the album hands yeah. down and um I see the the only track I was kind of like uh about was Panic with Ciari the Kid. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't yeah. Like but. I mean listen both of these albums that came out this and uh the Dirk and Baby one they're both 18 tracks both the yeah. hour long like exactly yeah. like it's crazy the amount of content you get with both though, you know. Right. And I've always respected uh Lloyd Banks cuz he doesn't rely on like uh big artists to do his uh uh choruses, you know. No. He's a guy who could always carry himself. Yeah, he does and, his own. Uh, yeah, he does his the other own, thing I was going to say to you, I was going to ask you, uh, we mentioned Ludacris, we mentioned Method Man. I think Lloyd Banks is now the other rapper who is ageless, like for yeah. a sound. And that's, but people don't realize how hard that is. Like, bro, like, his breath control is still really good. Like, his voice is still really good. And lyrically, he's still really good. That's tough. And what, Banks is what, 38? Like, come on, Something man. Like that. Sounds like, like he's 22. Right. That's tough, <laughs> man. Like, and Drew, we got what we wanted. We got three verses. We, yep. <laughs> we got every track was three verses. So like, we got a full length album. I'm happy. I'm happy with it. Like, yeah. I, this one, this one's already up in my top five for the year yeah. right now. I will yeah. say that. I love being able to see y'all so happy to talk about album lengths and new work. Like, <laughs> You just you have no idea what like how long I've been waiting for this Banks album, yeah. like this style of album from him. I love it, man. Like it's definitely one that I'll listen to. I started like I told you, but I haven't finished it. So that'd definitely be my homework. That's what we're like. Uh, the only thing I suggest for you, take that headphone listen and just listen to his wordplay. Like yeah. it's the, the like the bars and shit like that he creates together is just art. Cause because what Banks album be. I don't think you as a listener is going to get blown away with the production because the right. the the magic of the album is his lyricism. So mm-hmm. when you listen to it, you're going to have to like be playing a game or something where, where you can really focus or something like that. So maybe you listen on the soundbar because when you listen to it in the car, you're not going to get the same experience. Like So like you're going to have to like listen to his wordplay and see how he string together bars like or see how he um how his punchlines add from like. It, like I don't want to. I'm trying. I can't explain it on the podcast, but you know it go A B A B. Like and then right. you go see like how his lyrics add together. Like it's it's really like it's really good. Like as a rapping, like a technical standpoint from rapping, it's really good. Not to mention, I mean, we already talked too about features a little bit, but he yeah. picks them right. Yeah, he knows who he wants on that track. Yeah. Freddie Gibbs, Styles P, Benny the Butcher. Like they all every yeah. every feature that he has brought their A game. Cause they knew who they was rapping with. Ransom like, too. Ransom had Ransom, fire Ransom verse. surprised me. And Ransom, I know Ransom is good, but he like that was yeah. a real verse. Like, so you you've mentioned wordplay. <laughs> Speaking of wordplay, I did my homework, fellas. Mm. My homework was to listen to Cameron Purple Haze. Hey, at a boy. We've talked about eighteen track albums. Purple mm-hmm. Haze. 
24 tracks. Yeah. There's skits, though. There's a lot of skits. There is skits, but it's <laughs> an hour and 22 minutes combined. And let me tell both of you, I didn't. It, it was not. You know how I mentioned with DMX? Yeah. I, I caught myself looking and kind of seeing, like, how much longer do I have to go? Yeah, man. Ron took me back to 2001, was it? <laughs> or 2004? Sorry, Cameron yeah. took me back to 2004, and man, I can't tell you the last time I listened to an album that took me back, and I just the entire thing was enjoyable. Like I've listened to it maybe three times now within a couple of days. Yeah, that's his best album. Yeah. So, so let me let me just break it down because I really did my homework, right? So. I, you know what? I respect this B. I like yeah, this B. I love it. We, we, we don't get into it. So yeah, the album was nice. Like I said, so nice. I had to listen to it twice. Oof. Uh, the first half, I would say, was better than the second half. But for, for sure. the album to be almost 20 years old, dude, like it ages wonderfully. Like we talked about the qualifications as to whether or not uh, an album is a classic. I definitely consider this album a classic. Like it has right. everything you're looking for. For yeah. sure. The song Girls Came On and No Homo, when I heard that, I'm like, yo, like this used to be my shit. Girls just want to <laughs> boy. I was driving, blasting that music, having a great time, man. <laughs> uh, you know, he sampled Smokey Robinson's song, Merry Go Round, on the song Soap Opera. Yep. Great song. Yeah. Also sampled uh, Reasons by Earth, Wind, and Fire on More Reasons. Uh, also had a feature by Jaheen, which... Y'all probably too young. Y'all don't remember the classics Jaheen was dropping. I don't know if our listeners oh, remember Jaheen. Yeah, yeah. But my to mama, hear that. Listen, my mama used to say Jaheen was my daddy. Okay. To hear Jaheen, man, that just, that took me back. Uh, had a feature with Twista. Love that. Um, and then he also sampled Roger, I Want to Be Your Man on Hey Lady. Like. Y'all know I'm a sucker for old school R&B, like, so to mm -hmm. hear that intertwine. And in a time when rap is all about speed and mumbling, being able to listen to Cam and hear him pronounce everything, like, <laughs> super clearly, like, think of, like, Wiz, how he would super pronounce the eight words. Like, hearing Cam do that, dog, that's, that, that, that just, I love being able to. That to used to be it. people's biggest complaint about him, though, why he wasn't a great rapper. They like get computers to Putin, like stuff Bro, like that. Give me all <laughs> that shit. Like, I love all his lines, man. Like, oh, they're lines, witty, but it, like he can spit when he wants to. It is so damn funny. Y'all don't know how many times I was laughing from like deep in my soul. Yeah. At, like, like the one track with a girl, he was like, Yo, you gonna fly with me, Ma? She's like, What about my kids? And he like, Fuck them Fuck kids. kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, he's because we always give MJ now the, the meme about F them kids. But Cameron was the first, dog. Uh, but the, the, the last thing I had was there's almost like this human myth slash, like, legend when it comes to J.R. Ryder. Like, uh -huh. I've always heard that name, but I've never been able to put, like, a song associated to that name. So... Hearing his name come up a few times and hearing his feature on the on the album, like it just makes me want to dig more and find out like why some people are so connected and feel so passionately about J.R. Ryder. It's dated now if you go back and listen to him. That's the sad thing about him. Like That's it's fair. still dope. It's still dope if you know his songs, but going back now, it's not an easy listen. I will say that. That's fair. Know, he's one of those, he's one of those people's champs, though. Like, if he was like yeah. if you listen to Dipset. When they had their big movement, you know, you always picked like who your favorite member of right. Dipset was. 
Like, you know, you had Hell Rail, you know, you had Uncasa, you had J.R. Ryder. You, you had a lot of them. And he was one of the people. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you had a, he was one of the people like that people liked as their favorites. But if you put him against the rest, I don't know if J.R. Ryder was, you know, that elite. You know what I'm saying? He was a good mixtape rapper. He so. was, for sure. Yeah. Um, I just feel the need to be able to, like, put some some work, put some songs of his exclusively. So Grillum is probably one of the biggest. Okay, even though you said it's data drew, I still just feel the need personally to go back and listen to because, like Gerard said, like people that like JR Ryder, like ride for JR. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah. I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, what was it back then that just had people so passionate? Bro, uh, Brian Foster that we just had, he I, he's the one who put me on JR Ryder back in the day, and like he even said in our pod, he has the dip set tattoo. Yeah, like, <laughs> he was hardcore. Uh, I want to share something about the samples real quick, like you were talking. A more recent sample that they uh, was used from that album, uh, Looking for Trouble by Kanye. It was a Good Friday track with yeah. J. Cole, uh, Sci High the Prince, a few others. They mm-hmm. sampled bubble music from that album. Okay. Yeah. I might check that out. I don't a more, more, recent, more recent sample. Bet. Yeah, I haven't heard that. But yeah. my, my biggest takeaway from this album is the question whether or not, has there ever been a cooler rapper than Cameron? Like, <laughs> Cam has to be the, the coolest rapper, right? Like yeah. every rapper has that niche, that niche. But like, I think you can put Snoop up there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's the, that's that's one that I forgot because like, Cam never rushes. No. Rhymes are hilarious. Like I said, he told girl f them kids. He gonna make stuff rhyme that you didn't even know could rhyme, and it's like he just never changed who he was. Like Drew, you said those people complain, but like he never switch up his flow. It'd be like, oh y'all don't like this. Let me rap. Like, right. no, I'm going to give y'all the same person. I'm going to shout out Ohio. I'm going <laughs> to shout out all the cities I used to run that work through. I'm going to have a crackhead on my album to tell y'all just how good <laughs> my stuff was. Like, you're just not going to get nothing like that. Okay. So, to me, I feel like it's between Cam, and I know I mentioned him earlier, but, like, Rick Ross, like, those got to be the two. And I guess I'll put Snoop at number three. But, like, when it comes to being yeah. cool, those definitely got to be the top three most cool rappers, right? For sure. Have to. You know what? Another reason we gave you this album is some of the best production from that era. Mm. Like, I just feel like we don't get albums like that to just have skits and a theme throughout. Like, mm-mm. I just never found myself wanting to turn the album off. Like from beginning to end, there was nothing that felt like it didn't belong on the album. Like from the 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 Joel's feature to the the Jim Jones features, like it just was really good, man. Like it. it like I said, being able to hear a rapper take his time and you understand every word he's saying when that's not the the, the case yeah. now, like, I just love that experience, man. But, so, like, but if you think about it, too, like, Purple Haze was his third album, right? Yeah. No, fourth. 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 Yeah, um, it was Come Home With Me was his third. Come yeah. Home was, okay. But that was a new style for Cam. Because if yeah. you listen to his first two albums, he didn't rap like that. What, so what would you say was his rap style before Purple Haze? <laughs> It was like a product of the nineties. It was is like those choppy beats and yeah. tried to rap kind of quick on it. So he did rap faster than he did on purple yep. days. A little yeah. bit faster. Little bit. Or was it still like is a recognizable comparable to purple haze? No, it's different. Yeah. He rapped faster. Yeah. Okay. Like, so come home with me is where he switched up his sound and then yeah, like, come with, me is him with purple up. haze. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll go back and listen. But I've, I mean, I've always rocked with Cam. I just being able to connect the dots and listen to the album in full, like. Man, I got to thank y'all because I feel like a student that got homework from a teacher 
that I didn't want to do, although I did want to do it. But now that I did it, it's like I just see yeah. the world so differently. Yeah. So, I, 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 fellas, I appreciate you. I mean, if you Girl. like that, go listen to Killer Season next because that's the oh. one right after. And that was a great follow up. Yeah. Say less because <laughs> after, after how this did for my week, I, I, I needed it, man. So, so let me ask you listening to, to that album. Did you did you hear any remnants of anybody that rap nowadays? Did you see any um, children that Cam might have out here? That's a great question. To be honest, I didn't. And that's funny because every time I listen to albums now, I'm thinking like, who does this remind me of? But there's nobody that comes off, you know, off off firsthand like that. I can say they rap like Cameron. I'm trying to think now that you asked that question. He had his own style. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't think of anybody. Like, I guess I, I've said Wiz, but only because he like pronounces all of his words so clearly. Mm-hmm. But like, Wiz still has like a completely different sound too. But that's the only similarity I guess I could draw. But nah, mm-hmm. man, I can't think of anybody offhand that rap like Cameron. I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. Like, he was different. Like yeah, a lot man. of times, people try to come along now and rap and be on like waves or like you know yeah. try to sound like somebody else so they can get on. It's like. You don't have to do that sometimes. Right. Just be you. Try, you think there's any that he sounds like or like anybody no, out now? But the point I was getting to is like you see all these these rappers from Harlem. Nobody sounds alike. Like that so <laughs> nobody. True, that is so yeah, true. You can listen to um ASAP Rocky. You can listen to Smoke Dizzard. You can listen to Cameron, Mace. <laughs> nobody sounds similar. Like that's so that's a good point, man. That's a real <laughs> good point. Is that's Joey Badass from Harlem? No, he's from Brooklyn. Okay. They all sound the same. <laughs> okay, okay. But no, that's a great question, Jerron. A great point. I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do either of you have any more projects that y'all listened to or wanted to discuss for the week? I was just I mean that Peter Rosenberg, if you haven't listened to it, is super lyrical. Just Definitely check it out. Right. It's it's not album of the year worthy or anything. It's just a nice, nice hip hop album. Now what's the uh, name of the album? album? Huh? What's the name of the album? Real late. Okay, real late. Yeah. I'll add that to the homework. It's nice though. And um, if you enter Detroit rappers and you want to hear, you know, the new generation of the four two Doug Freedom Boys, is a pretty decent listen. So listen to that. I'm gonna listen to that one next. Uh, hey, let's talk about Exodus too, real quick. Oh, yeah, we haven't really cool. dug into that at all. Yeah. So I didn't like it. No, but, me neither. Yeah. Like, and that's like I said, DMX is. At some point in one of our podcasts, we'll talk about our personal Mount Rushmore. DMX is on there for me, but it was something about his voice on here that didn't yeah. resonate well. Um, it doesn't sound the same. Does, yeah, he it didn't sound good. Like you know, and uh, shout out to Swiss Beats for the production because that was fire. I'm not gonna lie, the beats were good, but um, I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't like how they put the album together. You know, so. I actually think I, uh, I made it like all of. Sorry, Drew. I was just gonna say I think I actually just made it like four tracks in before I stopped. Yeah, um, it just fair. seemed like it just seemed like, and it's not Drew. I know I called you out about like stopping albums. I intended to go back. I just never got around to it because more new music has dropped. But like for instance, the song with Jay Z and Nas, it just it felt like a Jay Z and Nas song, and then they threw DMX yeah. in at the end yeah. for like what maybe forty five seconds to a minute. Yeah. It just I don't know, man. Like I, I, I enjoyed their verses for sure, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was nothing to make me want to like push through and listen to it. I'll still go back and, and complete it at some point, but it's not on the top of my to do list, unfortunately. But the thing too, man, with these like posthumous albums, they're all 
once an artist passes, they're all rushed to be completed. And they're rushed to, I hate to say it, but get that cash grab, you know? But yeah. the thing is, like, according to Swiss Beast, it was done before he died. Uh, so it was going to be a bad album regardless. His last album, too, like the full, like, the Undisputed album, I wasn't yeah. feeling that one. It was just sloppy, you know? Yeah. And that's what this felt like. Even yeah. with Swiss Beast's help, it just felt sloppy. And I don't know. Like, it just wasn't, like, I powered through, B. I ain't going to lie. Like, <laughs> I got to track four, and I'm like, damn, I am i don't want to keep listening to this. But Yeah, like, I put in the chat, tracks, it took me two tries to finish it. Yeah, you said that. Yeah. Like, in some tracks, I'm like, all right, I like how his voice sound here. This is good. And then it'll just, I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go to the next, ver- like, yeah. next song, and it'll drop off again. Like You know what I appreciate, ahead. though? Sorry, Drew, I mean. No, go ahead. I, I appreciate the fact that, like, we talked about it a little bit last episode with like Victory Lab and with Nipsey, like being able to take a step back and remove yourself from the emotional connection of like you said, your DMX is on your Mount Rushmore, but you still will be willing to say not in like the album. Like, I know I wasn't feeling it. Like there's nothing to make you feel inclined. Like you have to like it because it is an artist you right. enjoy. Right. And I hope that our listeners appreciate the fact that we're going to give our own, you know, opinions and be honest about it, whether or not, it is out or an artist that we enjoy. Like we're gonna give you the real. Like Gerard, you being able to say, "No, nah, I didn't like it," or Drew, you saying you pushed through it, but overall, like you know, you felt the way you did. Like that's the biggest thing I think is music missing from music is the fact that a lot of people aren't willing to give their true opinions about stuff because of what other people think. Yeah. yeah. Not to yeah. mention the last like three tracks are just completely sad. <laughs> like, yeah. Like Man. almost teared up, almost teared up. Letter to my son is depressing as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very, very. <laughs> yeah. Man, B, he's got his kid on a track. I like don't don't listen to the rest. I'm. I'll <laughs> say the last impression you have at DMX, man. I do I'm not kinda, need that in my life right now. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm kind of pissed the album came out. I really yeah. am. Yeah. With the weather getting better, and you know people feeling good. <laughs> I cannot put my myself through that emotionally to hear his son. No, I, I, no, I don't think I'll go back then. If that's how it ends, I, I don't need that in my the, life. The the only the only like thing I'll say about it, like people were saying, like musically, this is DMX's better albums. No, and I can say, okay, yeah, like musically, it's it's songs that you would never heard DMX rap on before. You know what I'm saying? That makes it a um like okay to listen to but it's just not a good album in totality you know what i'm saying like everything has to come together for it to like the like i said the production and the different features were cool but as a as a total yeah it wasn't i'm not gonna listen to it again so. i want to share from the album too in a recent album which is the cow album yeah it, nas and jay-z don't always mix together you know because they be bullshit completely different <laughs> styles man they be bullshitting. I think they can work right. well together if they were like if they were trying to outwrap each other, but they right. too friendly yeah. now. If they like, were so, yeah, if they were trying to put out a watch the throne or something, you know, and really go at it. But man, yeah. I don't I the past few features I have not liked. And back after the beef, uh the black Republican song, I wasn't messing with I didn't like that track either. But I liked that. I didn't like the the beat. I no, the, the beat verses. was horrible. Yeah, the that beat was, was the worst bad, part about but I liked it. the verses. Yeah, not to mention it was like a full minute thirty before they finally started rapping. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm yeah. I just just to say like with posthumous albums, man. I I Mariah even said to me she was like they're always not good. 
Yeah, <laughs> and they're not. It's very rare if a if an album no, like only, that is. It's only one, and I I could be you know recency bias. Pop Smoke's album was really good. Yes, it was, and like that was made after he died. So you I like it. I still haven't listened to that one in full. So I do remember the biggest thing from that album was uh do oh man, do with the off white was Virgil. He, yeah. he I think he made mm-hmm. like the original cover, cover yeah. and yeah. it got trashed on social media yeah. to the point where it had to get scrapped. Yeah. So I do remember that, but I never actually went and listened to it in full. I do have it added to my phone actually. It was the two biggest songs he had that I will repeat, but I gotta listen to it from beginning to end to be able yeah. to get my full pop smoke album is good. Like, go ahead and take a listen to that. And that was made after he died, but mm. you had one of the greatest like album people ever in 50 Cent helping them put it together. So sure. like yeah. So. And also uh Apparently, some alleged sad news, but we mentioned Lil Durk earlier, but apparently his brother, Dante Banks Jr., uh, OTF D-Thang, reportedly was shot and killed last night outside of a Chicago nightclub. So I'm hoping that news isn't true, but if it is, obviously, rest in peace. Uh, Life lost way too soon, but you cannot help but to feel for Lil Durk as it seems like he's losing a lot of people close to him. And he's mentioned on the album, you know, loss and dealing loss. So you hate to see something like this. So prayers to his family if this is, you know, uh, news confirmed. But I-, I felt the need to share that after talking about his album. I, I just feel so bad, man. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, we're going to we're going to try to push through that in a positive light. Um, but, yeah, thank you, fellas, for giving all your feedback and talking about the albums that you guys have listened to for the week. Uh, it's but finally now, been a good week, man. They finally released some damn music for us. Right. I told y'all it's probably gonna be a, a, a hot summer. What I was looking looking forward to, a lot of new music dropping. So hopefully, fingers crossed, this is just the beginning, man. Right. But I know we talked about stuff that we listened to this week, and something I didn't listen to per se, but I watched was the new episode of the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, the episode had Jay Z and Bad Bunny as guests, and one thing I just wanted to talk about was the fact that Jay-Z told some great stories on DMX. Uh, he discussed writing for Dr. Dre, Snoop, Foxy Brown. And my biggest take takeaway from that was you always see the memes, right, of, oh, if you have a chance of taking $50 million or, you know, having a 10-minute meeting yeah. with Jay-Z, which one are you going to take? You have idiots talking about, Oh, I'm gonna take the 10 minutes with Jay-Z because yeah. you know he's gonna teach. Shut the hell up. You're gonna take $50 million. <laughs> and if you don't, Jay-Z need to slap the hell out you when you tell him, yo, I did this instead of $50 million. Cause ain't nothing he can tell you in them 10 minutes to make it justify missing out on that money. But anyway, right. he even said I give you a million dollars a game for $9.99. Man, we always want to talk about Jay-Z and his, his business savvy, which is great. Don't get me wrong. But this made me feel like the thing I want most from Jay-Z is to get stories like this that we would never get from any other artist and to be able to hear it in Jay-Z's voice. Like when he was telling the story about uh, DMX making him a better performer Mm -hmm. and talking about the performance that DMX had and the crowd going crazy and, (laughs) you know, the ladies going crazy when he took off his shirt. And then when he said the prayer and everybody in the crowd started crying like, you will never get stories like that, dog. Like, he said he had to go up next. Like, 
I gotta go up after that. Like, yeah, like, like, yeah, like, thank you. He did everything to crowd. So now he gotta come out there and try to do something fresh. But yeah, man, like talking about uh, writing for, like I said, Dr. Dre and Snoop and Foxy Brown, but doing reference tracks. But also, when you do such a thing, you have to try to capture like how that person sounds. Mm -hmm. So he said he did that for Dr. Dre. He did that for Snoop. He also admitted he had to do that for Foxy Brown, and he's glad nobody was able to hear that. But like. <laughs> <laughs> These are things that you don't think about, right? Like, I don't think about Jay-Z having to try to sound like Foxy Brown to write something for. But, again, Jay-Z shared that great information. Like, I, I just feel like I don't know if I need a Jay-Z podcast, if I need a Jay-Z documentary, but whatever. Like, I need more stories from Jay-Z because I'm sure he has way more information like he did on DMX for other artists, and we just don't know about it. The podcast would be dope from him. Just like an hour podcast just to hear all the stories, man. Bro, like setting it up through title, or I mean, I know he sold it, but like we got to get something, man. Like mm. that 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 just left me wanting so, so much more from Jay-Z. Like, dude, I know you got some greater stories. Like <laughs> we need to hear it. Not even just the stories. Um, also in that episode, The Wisdom. You know, when he was talking to all of them about like business stuff and like the social justice that's going on in the country, like all that, like you can tell that you can tell from listening to Hove when he gives people his perspective about things that he's a thinker. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't just like he makes moves like off the whim, like he really sits in it and he really like contemplates everything he does before he does it. He even like sits and thinks about things before he says it. And even watching him, like watching his mannerisms when bad bunny or lebron or then uh Neneka was talking like he's um attentive like you know he's listening to you you know what I'm saying to make sure that he understands exactly who you are as a person yep like, you you having watching that interview and stuff just made you like realize like different perspectives of him as a person so exactly and one thing he mentioned was dropping the 444 or 444 album like yeah having you know so-called gangsters and thugs being like yo you know jay-z i appreciate you dropping that like you know <laughs> i really needed that like here's something like that. yeah like or hearing him saying like he didn't have to do that album but mm -hmm. sometimes you have to do stuff like that for people to properly heal around you right like hearing him talk about that just makes you take a step back and be like damn like i love that album but at the end of the day he was talking about some real shit, real vulnerable stuff, but yeah. like all the him. tracks too. Like yeah, you know, and he like, said he he can't even listen to it all the way through. Like we yeah. all used to like it was a verse where Jay Z said that um, he never read the Bible. The only Quran he heard was on the words of his um, brothers. And then on that album on four forty four, you realize why he was he didn't mess with religion because his grandfather was a pastor and was molesting children. So like like that type of stuff give you an insight on the type of person he is and why he does the things he do like that's I, I it's great like that's a guy who just absorbed everything like yeah. throughout yeah. his whole life man and just says it how it is yeah and he talked about I hate people who knock on Jay man yeah he his talked, mother he talked about his mom how his mom didn't want you know him to drop that song that he did about mm -hmm. her like yeah. And she ended up writing, I guess he said on a pamphlet, like when she was flying to see him, because originally she said no. They talked about, it, I guess she flew back and she wrote on a pamphlet, like on her flight there about, you know, the poem that actually ended up on the song. He said she wrote that on a pamphlet hmm. flying back out to him. So 
But Man. imagine how vulnerable you have to be. His mom is what, like, had to be like 70 years old and coming out as gay at 70 years old. And then, like, you realize her generation, how they looked and perceived those things. And her son right. is a big rap star, and he's going to put that on his album? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> I fully understood. <laughs> that's, the that's, where get, that's the thing. Right. What'd you say, Drew? Say it one more time. No, I'm saying he's at the point where he could do whatever he wants on an album now, you know? Yeah. And that's true. It's going to be dope. But I understand why his mom was like, yeah, no, nah, you're not about to do that. But for her to be able to give the okay, like, imagine if that wasn't on album. Like, it's not, you know, it still would have been a really good album. But having something like that for your mom, he said that changed their relationship. Like, yeah. that just goes back to, you know, Gerard, I know he's your goal. You just can't help but to respect Jay-Z, man. Yeah. Like, I already said earlier in the episode, like, I really want another Jay-Z album. So, Hopefully it's on the way, but it was really dope to see him on the shop and just witness that. And I also think, like, I, I think you saying that, and I think we're all saying that, is because we're getting older. So we're starting to appreciate the stuff that he's talking about because we can relate to it. If we was teenagers, we wouldn't be like, no, we, don't, we ain't trying this to hear that. boring. Like, this is all, shit. Right. All <laughs> of us 30 plus, you know, about to be 30. It's like that type of stuff is what I'm going through in my life. So I want to hear that perspective. So yeah. there's only albums out there man that like can really make you think about shit like a different like i heard blueprint when what we were in elementary school close mm -hmm. to it and then going back 20s going back now you hear so many things in that mm -hmm. album like you hear differently you, yeah. life, you know yeah, i actually want to do that i actually want to go back and listen intently to a lot of jay-z albums that i may have glossed through on my cd player in middle school like you said drew yeah. but there are some jay-z albums that i've never heard from beginning to end so like gerada goes back to our snoop combo like the dynasty album is one of my favorites from him yeah. like and that's considered one of the worst by the masses you know yeah but, i was well I, I had a um conversation with someone they was like they wish jay-z would have put out 444 earlier and i was <sighs> like I'm like, bro, like, because they was uh, talking about, um, uh, what was it? Kingdom, was it Kingdom, Kingdom Come? Come? Yeah, they was talking about Kingdom Come, and I was trash. I'm like, listen to Kingdom Come now. I yeah. think you'll have a different perspective on Kingdom Come now than you would when it came out. And I was like, I think Jay-Z been dropping nuggets on every album. 444 is just a combination of all of that. Like, he just didn't get deep into it. Like, when you listen to, um, um, dang, what's the one? He talked about his dad on, um... Beach chair, nah. Um, one of my favorites, now. by the way. You know what's funny, Gerard, about that Kingdom Come album is when it came out, everybody called it trash right away. And I right. hate to say it, like I hopped on the bandwagon of calling it trash, but then went back to listen, like early college, like man, he is. This is a great album. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't make shit. That's the thing. Right. I understand the production was off on that album, like. I heard all the stories of like him, uh, Timbaland, like making the beats, and then he recorded his. They pieced them together, kind of, and it was sounded off. But it's not, it's not a unlistenable album by any means. Yeah, like I, I like, I like Kingdom Come Now. Like it's different things. Like of course, it's bad songs on there. You know what I'm saying? But, right. Because he like making the album. He was in Africa doing the, um, you know, feeding the people in Africa. So, like, you're doing that, and then you're going back to the bus recording the album. Because mm -hmm. the first, like, the way Kingdom Come starts is fire. The first yeah. three tracks are really good. And then you see it fizzle out. Like, yeah. so that shows that he didn't have all the shit together. Okay, so it was on the Dynasty album that Drew was talking about. And, you know, it had Benny Siegel on there, um, and it was called um, Where Have You Been? 
Oh, so, beat is creepy. Yes. That's so like, that's what I'm saying. Like he talks about vulnerable things on on that on albums and stuff like that. But he'll give you a piece here, and yeah. then he'll go back to his gangster shit, or you know, talking about money and women and stuff like that. But he'll get in and out. 444, just the whole album full of like, here's here here's who I am. So I'm just looking at that now. Guilty until proven innocent. Stick to the script. This can't be life. Change the game. I just want to. It's a fire album. Yeah, and I, I I always like the dynasty. So, man, but yeah, man, that's 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 one of my uh, that's one of my long term homework assignments. Going back and really listening to Jay Z, and I think that would be good to do, especially when we have our Mount Rushmore discussion. Like mm-hmm. being able to be equipped with all of his work and not just you know the bits and pieces or this album, but not that album. I'm I'm excited for it, man. Yeah. Um, the last thing I'll add about the shop is. I mentioned Bad Bunny and Bad Bunny talked about his love for wrestling. He talked about how wrestling essentially was real in a sense. And it just continues to become apparent that we are going to have to have an episode (laughs) where we discuss wrestling, man. Like we have to. Drew, I know you say I can't call it a WWF. It was called a WWF during the Attitude Era. I know. Trust me, I know. I'm for sure going to call it the WWF, and I'm a, I'm sorry to anybody that has a problem with that, but like it All keeps right. coming if up. We get a cease and desist letter from the World Wildlife Federation. Yep. I'm beating your ass, okay? Like hey, so. if that's what they feel the need to do <laughs> in the '99s, they call it WWF. I'm gonna call it <laughs> WWF, man. But whether it's battle rap dog, whether it's you know just random TV shows, like everybody refers to wrestling, so. We are going to have an episode. Mm. It, is in, it is inevitable to talk okay. about our love for the WWF, aka wrestling, WWE, whatever you want to call it. We're gonna have a discussion. So let's pivot now to something we previewed at the end of last episode. Um, discussing concerts. Mm. More and more has been opened up. I think the state no longer has any restrictions, whether it's restaurants or anything like that now. So I want to talk about concerts. Uh, I talked about my experience at the gym, how we no longer have to wear masks now at the gym. Dude sneezed next to me, time stopped, and I looked at his ass like, yo. <laughs> and then I had to catch myself like, hey, that's the world we living in now, where it's yep. like, I'm super paranoid in general. Like, I, I pay attention. When you go in the bathroom, like, that's my biggest thing. If we're going to have an honest discussion about this, you learn as an adult when you go to the rest or the restrooms at your job or in restaurants, you know there are people that use the bathroom, may put a little water on their hands, but they don't wash their fucking hands, dog. And it's nasty, and I can't stand it. So (laughs) to talk about concerts in this context, at the end of the day, you're in a venue, and it's not just you, your friends, or your family that you're going with. So I want to talk about our expectations. Are you comfortable? I know both of you said y'all vaxxed up, y'all good, but like, are there any concerns? Are there any worries that you have? Uh, or is it a, a different structure y'all want to see with concerts? Like, do y'all want it to go back to normal or do y'all want there to be a new normal? Like, I want to get into it. I also want to discuss, like, who are some people that y'all really want to see in concert again? Who are some concerts? I know we mentioned some in previous episodes, but, like, what are y'all peak concerts? Or what is a concert that you thought was trash? Ooh. So we about to get into it. And I want to start by saying... The overall structure of concerts before COVID was trash. If we're going to be honest, it was trash. 
it, it like the best concert venue I think I've been to is DTE. Mm-hmm. And that's because you weren't like lap to lap. Like you actually had some, you know, room between you and who was next to you, depending on where you sat. But right. they also have those seats way at the top in the grass where, <laughs> you know, if you just want to be there, you don't really care about a seat. Like, <laughs> yo, you got the grass there. Everybody passing weed, having a good time. Like, hey, y'all doing your thing up there. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, I think I went to Drew when we went to the Drake concert at, uh, was it the Palace? Palace? Yeah. The palace was an awful venue for concerts, and we're gonna be honest. Like, <laughs> you were so damn close to the person yeah, you yeah. was next to, like, yeah, there was like they didn't care about you having a good time. It was almost like they wanted to pack as many people in there as possible mm-hmm. and get that money and be done. Like, I hated it. You had a if a person in front of you chose to stand up, you weren't gonna enjoy yourself if you felt like sitting down at a nah. certain point. Like, I hated that. Like, yeah. I don't want to stand up for two or three hours, though. I need to sit down for a little bit. <laughs> but maybe I'm not the, you know, the, I know I'm the casual on the show, but maybe I'm not, you know, the, the average concert goer. But I've seen pictures now of, like, roped off sections for you and who you go to a concert with and the new day and age with COVID. I like that. Like, having almost like a little area for you and your people and, you know, they got the jumbo screens, but it's like room now. Like, if you want to move around, if you want to sit down, you can sit down and not have to worry about your vision being fucking blocked where you can't see nothing from the show. Like, I like a new normal when it comes to concerts because what was, you know, the norm before, I thought it sucked. So yeah. that's me. And I'll go to Jirai, then we'll go to you, Drew, or we can chime in. But that's my overall expectations right now for where concerts were and what I like kind of moving forward. Uh, well, I guess it depends on the venue because um, I went to a concert at, well, it don't exist no more, but Joe Lewis, and it was pretty decent. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I guess I guess it depends on how the venue sets up their seating because I went to a concert at the Palace before and that shit was trash. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Like, you you felt like you was packed in like sardines. Like, you Talk couldn't move. Like, elbows to elbows, man. Couldn't even do a shoulder shrug. Like, you know, <laughs> like, it was, it was terrible. But like you said, DTE was a great venue. But anytime you go see like, you know, a smaller scale artist and go to like a club or something like that, that experience yeah. is not going to be great. Although I did go see Trinidad James at a small club and that shit was fire. You know what I'm saying? Because he make music yeah. that's like club music. So you go there and everybody hype, everybody jumping around. So it was fun. But um, I am looking forward to going to concerts. Uh, I don't know if I want a new normal, but I probably like. I'm probably going to spend a lot more money on tickets that's going to make me comfortable. I'm not going to be cheap. (laughs) And um, it depends on who I want to go see. Like, so, but I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'm, even though the festival lineups came out and they look intriguing, I'm not sure about festivals. Cause like you said, people are nasty. So that's the (laughs) one thing about COVID that like, it make you like aware of things that you really didn't think about before. Like, at all. Like, like so like now it's like nah i'm not sure if i want to be around you nasty people like so <laughs> i don't know if i want to go to festivals but if it's like a concert at an arena you know a stadium tour then i, I might spend some money so get some space yeah or, That's or, a good point, actually i didn't think about that because i've definitely been a cheapo yeah. and like got some bleeds yeah. um actually at the drake concert i went with somebody that i knew and uh her, her and the people she was with 
they didn't have, I guess it was a section close to the stage where there was just people that wasn't there that was supposed to be there, right? Yeah. So they went to the bleeds, and maybe like four rows above me where she was sitting at, they grabbed her and the people she was with and that whole crowd and took them, and they ended up being right next to the stage with Drake. Uh, uh, was so, she fine? Was she fine? You know, she was just, just you know, decent looking, but she, I don't even yeah. think it mattered. Like, if it was nah. if it was boy or girl, like, there was dudes that was right next to the stage, like, from that same section. So oh, okay. it ain't like they were just grabbing, you know, like, oh, we need I'm, beautiful girl. Like, it wasn't that. They just needed people, and they took people and filled it. But I was four rows from it, dog. And she always let me know that I was not among those people that got to see my dog Drake that close. And I, I, I'm still softy. She a terrible friend because she should have said, "B, come with That's me." That's all I'm saying, Drake. That's all I'm saying. Don't <laughs> be oop. Let me know what I saw. I'm going I'm like, yo, like y'all getting kicked out. Like I ain't going with that. I ain't sure. All she had to do, hey, yo, come, come on. I don't, we going? None of that, Drake. Did you want to be pulled on stage by him or something? Yeah. Sweet little message to you. Drake, take, pull me up. Yeah, I'm getting on that stage. What you <laughs> no, bro. I'm I'm too cool. Take me on that stage. I'm gonna turn up with my dog. What you mean? Am I oh, going to on the stage? Come on, man. Yeah, turn up with Drake. Um right, I have Mariah, she got us concert tickets already for 2022, and uh, Billie Eilish is one of her favorite artists ever. So we're going to see her uh, March of 2022. Do you and know the venue yet? Or uh, I'm sorry, it's at LCA. Okay, yeah. I actually yeah. haven't been to a concert yet there. I haven't. I don't think I've even been to a game there actually. What? Games, I, I really enjoy them for Pistons games. Yeah, it's a great I arena. Me and Drew went to a game, and I saw. Oh, yeah, Drew yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I, it back. I have been to LCA. I think I actually been twice, so yeah. I do pick that back. I'm now imagine trying to imagine what it's been like to be at a concert there. It got I, me. Uh, it got me saw, better uh, Andre got us tickets to uh, Twenty One Pilots. B. So oh, through his work, he got us a suite there. So I was very spoiled Ooh. for my first concert there. Oh, it was it's a very good stadium for a concert. It's now awesome. what? Now Drew, what is it like being in a suite? I've yeah. never been in a suite for a concert. It's it's the finest life you can imagine, man. We were spoiled. We bought tickets. We bought four tickets for us, and then Dre said, "Hey, there's a chance I can get them through free from work, so we'll just sell them if anything." So I we walked in the suite beer already for us just ready to turn up a few of his other co-workers were there we didn't really talk but like we had the whole place to ourselves we could go chill go to the bathroom whenever we needed i would we were like right by the concession stand so i just walked out go got some food came back no no question in the world like i felt important how much wealth all i hear (laughs) Yeah, essentially, I need the sweet life because that's almost the worst part of the concert. If you ever got to go to the bathroom, yeah, and you ain't near the end, you got to go through all those people. You got to hope they can hear you. You Bro. might have to elbow a couple people trying to get through. Like I, if you, you want to hear disgusting stories, I was at uh, uh, Joe Lewis, the last one of the last concerts there for the St. Pablo tour for Kanye, and. I've never seen the. We were on the floor, and he had like a little stage hovering around the people on the floor, Maybe like a mosh pit. So I was getting slammed left and right. My drink <laughs> spilled on me. Uh, later in the night, people were like pissing and puking on the floor. It oh, was no, no. 
Because if you leave that area, you have to walk all the way up the stairs, all the way to the bathroom. And people were like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going pissed right here. Like, come on. I I stepped and puked. It was bad. Come on. Kanye was about to have a breakdown a couple shows later. So he was just not into it. And you could tell it was one of the worst shows I've been to. Imagine you got on your freshest shoes that you. You done, you done broke out just for this concert, bro. And now you can't come on. I'm going to jail. I'm going I wore to jail. a Jordan jersey just, just in case he'd see me. <laughs> <laughs> Pull me up on the stage. Oh, it's okay to get pulled on stage by Kanye. Hey, if it's great, then see he what ain't I mean? Gonna me. I just ask for consistency. <laughs> I just need consistency. That's all I'm asking for. So let me ask y'all what's the best concert experience y'all had, like performance wise? <laughs> It's tied for me. It's it. The Watch the Throne tour was something special. Like, I got last minute call. Uh, you know Mike Scott B. Yeah. He hit me up like six hours before the concert. He's like, we hit, if we leave right now, I have tickets free for Chicago. We can drive there, go see them, stay the night. I'm like, I'll be I'll be there in twenty minutes to get you. We drove to Chicago right as we sat down. The lights went low. Like we made it right in time, and it was. Oh. It was four hours of like the best, greatest hits, pretty much. Wow, yeah. Drew, you, Drew, you might have the best look when it comes to people looking out for I you. I was just about to say that. I was just right place, thinking, right time, man. I literally hit you up almost the same way for Drake yeah. and Future. You just said Mariah hooked you up with concerts in 2022. My Drake buddy, my buddy Phil, week. which is Sanger's cousin, he hooked me up with the St. Pablo tickets. He called me like two hours before, and so I was like, "Hey, I'm I'm not gonna Come say no, man. Hey." Uh, we need a new. That's your new nickname. You gotta figure out a way to to do that. The next time we do intros for the show, oh, I'll think about right. it. <laughs> that is amazing, dog. Just offhand, the best concert that I've been to. So I'll name a few. I went to Jay Z. Was it Kingdom Come? I cannot remember the actual name what of the album. That? What was it? I was I was at Eastern. I was so at it Eastern. Was, um, Blueprint three. Blueprint three. Okay. Yeah. So I was there. Didn't have a great seat. I was kind of up but i was like to the side of the stage so you could like see everybody coming out like through the back you could see when jay-z was going to the back but jay-z did like all his hits dog like performed that whole album that just came out there's actually protesters out there that said like jay-z worshiped the devil and was like convinced that they were at watch the throne too that's fine yeah like they they was so upset that he was there but like i'm a college student dog he like made him affordable the tickets to be there i brought my sisters with me like it was just a great time man and to see jay-z like it's jay-z dog so that was just dope to see dry we've mentioned uh j cole and you know Forest Hills Drive, like that was amazing because he performed all his hits, his <laughs> album, like that was amazing. Uh, Drake, Drake and Future, like we said, that was uh, high. Drake, like it just gave you one of those experiences where you see like the the princes and the Michael Jacksons, like he you could you could tell there's just such attention to detail of like mm-hmm. the actual experience on top of the songs. And it, all, it was definitely a Drake concert. Future came out for like maybe 15 minutes yeah. to like give him a break in between, but he came up out the ground. The whole arena went crazy, but like yeah, it was like it was like an hour and a half or two hours into the show when he came out, and people dude, lost like, their fucking minds. Yes, <laughs> man. Like he even like told him he was gonna pay the fine for staying late because he was yeah. performing all of his hits. And then literally right after that concert draw, I took my first flight 
and oh, flew yeah. to Cali. So like <laughs> that whole 24, 48 hours, I like didn't sleep. I left the look, concert. That's I was tired, Drew. Cause like, look, when he got there, he said he like, I've been up for 24 hours because we was trying to go to the bar. And B was like, no, B slept for like 10 hours. Like, <laughs> like can you blame him though? <laughs> I don't, don't want to be that guy. It was, like, it was light when we was in there. We left. We was out all day. We came back. It was dark. B was still asleep. <laughs> I literally like, I went to the, I was hype about the concert like that day. And then I came home and packed. I didn't even tell my family I was actually taking the flight. Cause I didn't want anybody like talk me out of like I've never flown before that I was growing as hell. So I packed my bags. I I went to the the airport. I didn't know what to expect. I'm I was scared. My biggest fear was probably flying. So like I had to overcome that. So like now tell all them about this, your hookup. Tell them about your hookup. Uh. Uh-uh. So I had a hookup, but it kind of it wasn't like no Drew hookup. Like <laughs> I could have got tickets with Gerard. But waited for somebody that worked with a travel agency and ended up paying like I thought I was gonna be a hookup and pay more with the travel agency than if, if I would have just got my tickets with Gerard when he got here. So <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely wasn't a situation like Drew where I came out with great luck. Like I, I no, came. But he still, he still. It was once he got to the airport though, he watched this dude bags and he ended up getting the first oh. class seat. I thought oh. you meant okay. I thought you meant the trip. Yeah, you leave that part out. So yeah, the the ultimate no no when you fly and you're not supposed to watch nobody bags if they ask you. What did I do? Watch okay, I watched the bag. <laughs> I didn't like grab them really. That literally didn't move and just like seen if anybody grabbed stuff. But yeah, this dude random as hell is like, you know, what's your name? We chopping it up, and he's like, first flight, huh? I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm scared as hell, but you, hey, you got to get over it sometime. So literally mid flight. A lady comes back to me and she's like, "Are you Brandon?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "What did uh, I do?" <laughs> she's like, "Um, if, if you would be willing to, we actually would like to move you into first class." I'm like, "Like, is, are you are you serious?" I kind of mm-hmm. felt like she was joking with me, but she was like, "Yeah, no, you can move into first class." So I go in first class. It's one seat, extra room. I'm a big fella. It was comfortable as hell. They're like, "What do you want to drink?" She naming all these wines and liquor. I'm like. Y'all have y'all have any apple juice? Brought me some <laughs> apple juice, bro. I'm feeling good. You know, I don't drink. So I'm sipping apple juice in the sky, comfortable as hell. But yeah, man. Like literally, he looked out for me for no reason other than the fact that like I like looked the direction of his bags and then like told me, I think I flew United and told me like that's the United way. Like when I landed, because I had a layover in Chicago and then flew from Chicago to LA. But they have like this like section with like wi-fi and like a hell of food if you have a certain type of like united yeah. i don't know what a membership That's or something like life, maybe Duh, yeah. like this is my first flight so like, <laughs> after that i'm like oh i could do this like, <laughs> i ain't fly private none of them other flights my knees <laughs> are on the back of somebody back yeah. i had a screaming baby on the way back from Cali here <laughs> The family forgot water for the formula, so the baby going crazy. Aaron's cussing out the flight attendants. Flight attendants like, oh, yo, man. we can't bring out no drinks until we hit a certain altitude. I'm like, come on. Oh, I done went from the highs to highs to lows to lows. <laughs> they couldn't believe it, but that was all within this fucking, like, 24, 24 hours. 48 hours, though. Like, it was a movie. So, got a little off track or off task there, but no, that entire experience dude was probably one of my favorite moments in life ever yeah 
What's uh um, what's the worst concert you've been to? Have I been to a bad concert? I went to the Chris Brown and and Bow Wow concert as my oh first my concert, God. embarrassingly. My sister got tickets for me and, and and Brandy when we were in high school. That was like my first concert ever. But like it's kind of embarrassing, but kind of not because like it was nothing but beautiful girls there screaming for Chris Brown and, and Bow Wow. Like obviously you know Bow Wow and Chris Brown songs. Like Chris Brown was turning up on the stage. You know, you know all his songs. You know, so I don't know if I would say that was my worst, but like that's not one I'm proud to talk about because I'm a guy that went to Chris Brown and Bow Wow concert. That's fair. Honestly, my worst concert, and I know it's your man, Mac Miller. Was, really? Yeah. Wow. Can you can you provide context. What made it bad? Yeah, please. I well, it was when he like it was at the Blind Pig in Ann Arbor, and when he first came out. And I, I don't think he realized like stage presence, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, and just trying was to like slide park or like right before that. Uh, I think before that. Okay. Or blue stop. So mixtape Mac. Yeah, mixtape Mac. Okay. So like, you know, I think he was still trying to figure out himself and stuff like that, and it was just like boring. You know what I'm saying? Like, you knew, yeah. you knew the music and stuff like that, so you're trying to rock with him. But um, as you like start to see artists and stuff like that, you you realize how important stage presence is and performance, you know what I'm saying? Getting the crowd involved. And I think sure. he was just like still trying to figure out like how to rap and how to keep the crowd attached to it. It just wasn't the one entertaining. And shout then, out to a blind pig, man. I love it there. Yeah. Shout out to the blind pig. Yeah. I love it there too. And, um, and then halfway through the performance, <laughs> we ended up getting kicked out because one of the homies that I went with tried to sneak a double deuce in there and <laughs> they caught him. Mm. So I had like, Y'all know what's funny? Uh, I saw I saw Freddie Gibbs, Smoke Dizza, and Big Crit there one night. Mm. And Smoke Dizza opened up. Oh, I'm sorry, Freddie opened up. Shows where he's at now yeah. in his career. Wow. So it was him, then Smoke, then Crit. And Smoke Dizza was on stage. He lit a joint. And he, I don't think he knew you, you can't smoke indoors in Michigan. Yeah. And he passed it down. He gave it to one guy. I was right next to him. Smoked it. Dave was with me, B. Okay. Gave it to Dave. He didn't want it. Dave passed it to the next guy. The next guy got kicked out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I got my head of smoked as a weed. Dude, imagine if you pass it to Dave. Dave's like, no, I don't want it. They tap Dave on the shoulder like, excuse me, sir. Hey, excuse me, sir. Right. Right, bro, you gotta <laughs> ask you to leave. All right, Dave. I paid money. I'm staying. <laughs> you can the surprising concert that I, I enjoyed is not hip-hop, but he's still a legend. Charlie Wilson. I went to a Charlie Whoa. Wilson concert with man. him, Fantasia, and Johnny Gill. That shit was amazing. Oh, man. You oh, amazing. and my man, not boy. Man. Oh, I know that was good. It was amazing. I know that was good. That made me like, Charlie Wilson is a showman. You know what I'm saying? So he did great. But that made me really respect Fantasia. She put on a show. Like, that was great. Like, so. I believe bad. that. I believe that. If I was to. Um, if there's an artist that I wish I went to a concert for, I definitely would have Bruno Mars on that list. Like, oh, I'm whenever those uh Silk Sonic tickets drop, it's getting Ooh. popped. Bro. I, knew, I heard Anderson Pac is great live. I heard he's like his the band he's with is just phenomenal. Let's hey. make a pact then. Let's all go hey. when they announce it. Like, when they, I'm hitting you guys up, and when they go, we copping. I don't hey. Care. wait because hey, watching, watching Bruno Mars entertain or, or perform, it's like. 
I know that's the concert I would enjoy. Like he's one of those old school, like Michael Jackson, James Brown type entertainers. So yeah. I, I, whenever they announce, we for sure hitting that up. Oh yeah, I'll be waiting to drop the album to see when they can go on tour because they they are both tour acts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bruno always on the road, Anderson as well. So I think that's what they waiting on. That's uh, I would say the worst concert I ever been to uh, was Kendrick, and it was right after he dropped Good Kid, Mad City, wow, and really? he performed at OU, and I don't know what was wrong, but the audio was like way um, off that night, and it sounded like Kendrick was just whispering through the microphone. Like even like the even like the Good Kid song, like yeah, yeah, you couldn't even. No one was getting hyped there. Now did he? It started to rain a little later, and it was bad. Now, did he, like, show visible frustration? Because I know stuff like that will get, like, sound engineers, like, yeah. stomped out. Like, oh, yeah. I, I've seen situations with that. He, did he do anything I don't like think that? he knew that the audio was bad, which was probably the worst part about it. I don't think anybody, you know, was telling him during it. But he did his set, and I just left. I was like, oh, that was a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, at a, I was at a Lupe concert once, Lupe Fiasco, and his, his mic went out, like, mid-show. This dude threw a tantrum on the stage, threw the threw the mic stand down, cut the track, said, "You guys got to get this fucking shit right right now. Redo the like." I get it if it goes bad, but man, yeah. he's an asshole. I I met him too in person. He's a big asshole. <laughs> I, I I that's kind of my expectation when stuff goes bad with audio. Like that's the norm of what I've heard with artists. Like. There's clips of Michael Jackson telling the audio dude like he was getting fired mid-show. Yeah, he was singing. There's clips. I think of Beyonce mm. doing the same thing. So I can only, you know, imagine the pressure of being a person on audio and you hear a, a skip or a delay or a crack. It's like, well, now when I see Mike, down. when I see Mike tell dude like, "Hey, this is it." Like he was so he was so <laughs> so sweet though. He was a sweetheart. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> oh man just imagine being know, like, the only reason i give them um you know i give them leeway is because you know how much money they put into it so like they spend a lot of money on a lot mm-hmm. of performance but not just that money time, time. like you yeah. know you if you have a bet like drew said with lupe like uh, you leave an impression on your fans when your audio is not good with them not yeah. enjoying you know what they came to see like there's a lot that goes into it man you rehearse Right. Hours and hours, right. and it's like everything goes good, and you know, just true to form with life, you go out there for the live thing, and now you're having problems. So, right. I get it. yeah, so I, I want to wrap with what are some we mentioned, you know, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pot and you know, Supersonic. What's some other concerts that you guys really like to see? Um, coming, you know, with things opening back up, who are some more performers y'all trying to see? You know, it's funny, I've never seen him in live, but I. I feel like it'd be a good time as uh, Lil Wayne. I've always wanted to see him live. I don't know. I don't know. Just seeing like a great like that, you know, see what his set's like. I almost feel like seeing Lil Wayne live in a concert now would be like going to watch Michael Jordan when he was with the Wizards. (laughs) Yeah. I just don't know if I'm going to see a Wayne concert, if that's the way I'm trying to see, because I don't feel like I'll be able to appreciate it the way I would have during Prime or after Prime Wayne. But, so I'm really mad I missed um the Bad Boy reunion tour, mm-hmm. but I'm really looking forward to like something around that. So like one of the classic labels that we grew up watching. So like if they have like I don't know, 
maybe maybe a cash money tour i will go to see that like something nostalgic like, right. like that like where the classic labels that we grew up listening to doing a reunion tour for like 25 years or something like that yeah you're gonna hear hits the whole time yeah could you guys imagine a jay-z and nas like joint tour I saw Nas and DMX, which was close enough. <laughs> I just I feel like on here. Yeah, I just feel like with Jay Z and Nas, like you, we've been seeing them on tracks together. Like, I wonder if there will ever be a situation where they both would agree to go on tour together. But if they did, I think that will be really dope to see. It's so yeah. like that whole relationship is just it, it, to me. It seems kind of fake because I feel like they still have a little bit of beef. Like you can't delete those tracks, you know. I just feel like, like you said, like life happens, dog. Like yeah. I, I don't think that was part. I think in, more than anything, it was sportsmanship and like competitive nature. Like Jay Z obviously went too far, you know. Nas said his feels, but like I think at a certain point, as a grown man, you just got to be willing to, you know, put the past in the past and be like, "Yo, we grown as hell now." Sure, but yeah, like I just don't think they have like where they at both in their lives. Like I, I think they're cool. Yeah, I, I I think they're cool. I don't. Maybe they just not. They don't gel well together musically yeah you know, but everybody always wants to see them together and you always can tell like they probably don't think of it that way because every <laughs> versus like they never like they always going in a different direction every time like so mm -hmm. yeah i don't know be who you want to see now i mentioned it before i think it would be great to see a j cole concert again after he just dropped his latest album um I think a little baby concert right now will be super hype. Um, those probably be my biggest two right now, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to seeing the new normal with concerts and being able to, you know, see if it's something like Gerard mentioned the festivals. No part of me ever considered going to those because there's too no way. Yeah. <laughs> no, not, not too hot. Too many people, man. No, I don't, I'm too old. I'm not trying to pee in no porter potty. Like, no, yeah. I, I'm good. So, but yeah, man, like the world's opening back up. You know, I look forward to hearing people that listen. What are some concerts that y'all would like to see? What's some of y'all favorite concerts? Like, I would really love to see more social media engagement. And if there's stuff that you think we could do, you know, as overall team, let us know because I want to see what y'all thinking. I want to hear what y'all thinking. So, like I said, you know, all feedback comments we appreciate it man so yeah is, is there anything else y'all want to add about concerts before we wrap no cool no. so drew this is your favorite part man so what what, what are we doing next week because i know we haven't even discussed this so what you want to do next week should we do should we finally have the wrestling talk we or I, the deep dive we have to do the deep dive yeah i want to do wrestling but i want to do even more so than that i do think it's, it's reached a point where we do need to do a deep dive on yeah. whatever artist we we come up with yeah well come on let's just do the snoop one let's give yeah. him we we talk about him so much on here <laughs> let's do it then next let's week do we'll it. do a deep dive on snoop and hey. we talk about mount rushmore snoop needs more respect because yes. to me he's been involved with everything you could be involved in when it comes to the rap game and still somehow doesn't get the credit he deserves. Bro, yeah. your auntie knows him, your mom knows him, your dad knows him. <laughs> Stuart know him. They 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 best friends. Like someone I never met in this world probably knows him. You know, uh -huh. he's he's everywhere. He deserves more respect. But yeah, we'll do a deep dive on Snoop Drew. So good shit, man. Yeah. But yeah, until next week, man. Uh, you know, this has been two hip hop senseis and a casual. Uh, we enjoy, you know, you guys continue to listen. 
you know, continue to give us feedback. Like I said, comment, like, subscribe. We appreciate y'all. But y'all be easy, man. Why? Listen to the goddamn podcast. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs>